1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. We have a national reach. We have fans from so many different college programs, and we appreciate you every day for what we are. We went moved by the 35,000 subscriber note. We appreciate that, that number. But, uh, and maybe you've been a part of a fan base or a school that has been kind of disconnected. I asked Mac Rhodes a little bit about that. Colt Barber wrote a column, uh, Baylor is at a crossroads and it can't afford a wrong turn. Colt was very upset and uh, dysfunctional, basically, after the loss to Texas State. He joins us on 365 Sports. I asked Mac, had he read your column? He had not, but he did get some feedback throughout the athletic department. Colt, uh, do you think there's a disconnect between the athletic department and Baylor fans?
0: Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know if there's a disconnect because uh, I hear Mac. uh, I love Mac. Um, I listened to his interview earlier and I don't know if it's a disconnect or if there's just a lack of communication. I, I don't, you know, I, I think that in a lot of ways they are, they are transparent. Um, but what, what is being heard and, and what has been implemented um, in different areas. And, and, you know, you can't speak to all of those different areas, right? Like there's, there's many, many layers to what that athletic department and that staff is doing every single day. Um, but I think where we are right now um, and watching Baylor beyond the last two games, and we can talk about the close calls last year. We can talk about the close call on Saturday against Utah. We can talk, whatever it is, it's not just about one game or one moment or one sport, or I don't know if this fan base has – rightfully or wrongfully ever fully recovered despite all the water under the bridge, Uh, a a really good 2019 football season, obviously the national championship and men's and women's basketball, a big 12 championship uh, in football. There's so much success, but I think what we're seeing right now is in these times of adversity and struggles that this fan base might not have truly ever really healed um, from everything that happened. And, And that, that is, the core of what I wrote was we were you guys were in Waco in that in those times from from kind of the, the rise from the ashes and then the fall and then kind of the resurgence and we all have seen the the, uh, the fan base be up and you know through all the ups and downs um, and winning has masked those things um, to, a, to an extent the excitement but I don't know if that's the ultimate final solution to bringing this Baylor fan base back together, because it, for so long, it was Baylor against the world. Um, and if that was an Art Brawls deal, I don't know if you credit Art Briles, but it was Baylor against the world in so many ways. And that has gone by the wayside. And, you know, and maybe that was rooted in Baylor had never had the success um, that they were having in those moments, but and no one believed they could do it. But that was – that was those were very special times. And I think Baylor fans in general want to get back to that. And I think in a lot of ways, if it's true or not, they feel um, that there is a barrier not to get back to Art browse, not to get back to, to that, but to get back to what they felt and those emotions that they had that they were never able to get back. They feel like there's a barrier between those feelings and where they are right now. Not, it, this is not a Dave Miranda discussion. Uh, this is not a uh, one individual person in the athletic department discussion. But this is a general how do Baylor fans feel right now. And I think what we're seeing in these struggles, um, the lack of success, and you can even say the lack of successful men to women's basketball last year uh, that kind of spurred this on. And not that they had terrible years by any means, but it's all kind of just snowballed into these emotions and me personally as a as I take my reporter uh, reporter hat off for a moment and realize that I'm still a, a Baylor fan that I grew up going to Baylor games and and I witnessed everything that happened and I sit there and reflect on those moments and I do feel that missing in, in a lot of ways and and that truly was what that column was about was about the emotions that are there um that are different or abnormal to what Baylor fans want and and it's not as much as about the success on the field, but there's something that's still void there. And I think when we talk about communication um, and addressing things that if you want this Baylor fan base to be what it was, um, and so many times, like you think about the 2019 Oklahoma game in Waco in that environment, that is what Baylor fans want. They want that back. That, that. But that's the only time we've seen that. I don't, I don't know if you can point to another moment, even in the 2021 season, that we can point to another moment that we said that was the same environment. That was the same energy that we saw. That's been once in the last seven or eight years that we've seen that. Uh, truly, truly seen that type of an environment. There's a lot of factors that go into that, but I don't think this better fan base is ready um, to be healed. And for whatever reason, they – it hasn't happened. If it's a lack of communication, if it's just not the right steps or no, no a lack of understanding of what needs to happen. Um, and I don't necessarily have all the answers, but I think that that message needed to be portrayed and or conveyed uh, outside of just a general fan on Twitter. I, I think that I have a voice to a certain extent, and I'm not here to gripe or complain, but I did think that voice needed to be expressed.
1: Colt, this is not, in your opinion, just about losing, right? This is about a little bit no. more, many more factors than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, you can get spoiled to a certain extent. And, and uh, someone on our website made a great point is would you trade Baylor's last 13 years as an athletic department? Who would trade? And you would say 90, 90% of programs in the country, top to bottom, would trade the success that Baylor's had. So if you try to tie this to wins, wins and losses, um, then you're probably doing it the wrong way. But I think there's what we're seeing is there were so many things that were masked by winning um, that we have seen. And maybe they weren't, you know, reaching the national championship game. But they did win one in basketball, but football has uh, been up so up and down. But when those things are absent, then you're really starting to see how everyone feels. And that's that's the issue for – or the issue that I see is what what is the baseline of support that Baylor fans are willing to give? Is it really what we have seen – Um, over the last three, four years, I mean, COVID year uh, excluded. But you think about back to the beginning of the 2019 season, those early season games leading up to those Oklahoma games were, I mean, they they were fair atmospheres, nothing great, nothing special. Um, But what is the baseline? And why can we not achieve a higher baseline? So when those moments are, those big moments become even greater moments. And I think Baylor fans have to be healed. And if that's the Waco local community, if that's some people that feel like uh, there were things that were not handled properly. Why are those things not be fully, being fully addressed? And if they are, why does it not work? Because Baylor's not a uh, 4D fan base. I wrote that in the article. They're not a 4D fan base where they can uh, one exits and another one picks up the slack. That's just not reality. And if you want everyone, if you want to have those environments every single week, what do we need to do to get to that? And has that been done? Like I said, maybe it has and it did not work, or maybe it hasn't fully. um and why not? I mean, we, we, we've seen the same kind of the same results, the same um, outcome for the last several years. And now we're really seeing it come to a head. And, you know, winning cures a lot, but obviously it hasn't cured everything. Colt, why was now the time after the Utah game to, to, put this all together and put this out to the world. I'd imagine some of it had to do with just the timing in your head. You can't, you know, you were obviously thinking about this for quite a while, but what was it about the timing of the Utah loss that uh, was right for putting this out there? Yeah. You know, it wasn't as much about the timing after the Utah loss. I think that, that played a part in it, the way the game unfolded Um, and, and seeing the fans and, and believe me, like I'm the biggest sympathizer with, with games that, Uh, or 100 and you know 100 plus degrees on the field the fans are hot they're sitting directly in the sun the students do a great job often they clear out because it gets so hot like I get it like we're in Texas this year has been brutal everybody's trying to get out of the heat but you see that and then you see the week before the performance that was on the field and that I don't want to say the in general the apathetic nature but there's something there that if it's not headed off and like I said I know Winnie can take care of a lot of this stuff but and maybe it's the inconsistencies of the program to an extent um, or the football specifically, but why is it, why is it being so difficult? It's kind of like pulling teeth and Smokey, I know that you had some uh, metal, uh, dental work done recently, but it's truly really like pulling teeth, right? Like, What needs to be done to get that fan base rejuvenated and now in the midst of it, all the layers are ripped back. Maybe this is the best time to do it. And, uh, I sat out a week. I truly sat on the bench for a week, didn't ride anything, didn't even say anything I could take to state loss. And then it, maybe if I would have felt different after they would have beat Utah, but I still think that those issues would have still been there with or without the
1: loss. All right, uh, Colt, we have John McClain around the corner. I have to ask you this, and, and I might get criticized for asking this question. I, I don't mean it to be this way, but what – but Baylor fans since I've arrived in 2010 fans get upset they get angry the bottom line they want to win they look at reasons to be upset and if you win like you said earlier it can mask some of that in 2019 and 21 perhaps it did but it does seem to me at least in my history that there's always something to complain about it's a kick time it's the uniform numbers. it's where the seats are it's The TV, you know, is this not a fan base that has kind of perennially been upset about something no matter winning or losing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way to deny that generally. I think any fan base, you deal with a vocal minority that wants to be upset. And everyone also has their own opinion. So whereas this one particular fan might be upset about the game time but has nothing, no worries in the world about the uniforms, well, you have a separate fan that's worried about the opposite. So I think you get a mix of it. Um, and, and that's not a defense uh, of anyone, but I think at its core, when you, when you look to what Baylor's quote golden years were and they kind of, and it's kind of transpired over the last 15 years, but uh, so many people relate what they want to that era, right? So uh, everything seems so perfect because everything was going so well. So I think there's a, a big mixture of that and, uh, the uniforms were awesome then. Well, a lot mm-hmm. of that was probably because they're tied to success, and and people believe that let's bring that back and it's going to fix some things. And and I put it in I put it in the column. I truly believe that those types of things need to be uh, head on head on and addressed. If it's uh, the reasonings behind it or whatever, the communication needs to be there. Uh, but in general, uh, the, I don't I don't know if it's because Baylor's they're such a niche group they're smaller. Uh, there 's a, a vocal minority in a lot of instances, but I do think it has a lot to do with uh, everyone has their own preferences and their own opinions, and maybe they don 't overlap but there 's a lot of in each individual vertical column there is a lot of people that feel certain ways strongly about certain odds
1: yeah and I, and I think Baylor does struggle with that and, and what they can what they should bring back that was popular or not and, and there 's nothing wrong with fan bases, and somebody even on the chat room that. That's any college football fan base is always something everywhere. It just does seem like no one seems to ever be happy, even if you have the best record in the history of Baylor football back in 2021. Uh, Colt, thank you. I know there's been a tremendous amount of response to it. Uh, You heard exactly what uh, Max said, that he had gotten feedback as well, whether he has time to sit down and read it. uh, I don't know because he has a lot on his plate. But I, I appreciate you joining us and giving us some insight on the column, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. you a good Colt Barber, Sikkim365.com, one of the partners with Brian and Ashley with us on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.